all my creepers and my creepettes. Hey guys. Welcome back for another one. I hope everyone had a fantastic spooky season. Yeah. I'm uh, sad to see it go though. But does it ever actually go? It does not in my heart, but <laughs> three sixty four <laughs> <laughs> But whenever I came outside yesterday and saw my skeletons were gone, I was sad. Yeah. But, so, I know some of our listeners up north probably have had the nice, pretty trees for a, a little bit now, but our trees are just now starting to turn. Ugh, ours is such a pretty it's orange. pretty. Mm-hmm. So. The best. It's beautiful. I saw a quote the other day, actually, and it said, oh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it said something to the effect of, the trees are about to show you how beautiful it is to let things go. Dang. Mic drop. Dang. Speaking of letting things go. Oh. The characters we are going to talk about today are definitely characters you do not want to hang on to. I guess so. Part of the theme I want to talk about. So we're talking about some boogeymen. And part of what I want to talk about is how, with the concept of a boogeyman, there's no, like, clear story of the threat. I wonder if it's because everybody's experience is different. Possibly. Like, it's tailored specifically to them? Possibly. Because you talk about boogeyman, and I know around here you think of the one possibly under your bed mm-hmm. but it's like it's you never get to the part of the story where the boogeyman actually does something mm-hmm. he's just there mm-hmm. menacingly menacingly <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i've picked out there's also an, another theme uh within the, the boogeyman that i've picked out but we'll see if you can pick up on that oh good the first one is el sombrerón he is from Guatemala and southern Mexico. And he has more of a romantic type of story. In like a creepy way, like a, <laughs> in a predator way, I guess. Well, I guess. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's a predator. <laughs> so, um, El Sombrerón is a... I like how it specifically says that he's short. Like, he's a short guy in dark clothing with a big sombrero. Why do you like that he's specifically short? I just think it's funny. Like, they had to mention that. Because they're always so tall and menacing. Well, not even that. Just, I feel like to, like, most people are, even people that are considered short are actually of average height. So if he was short enough to mention that he was short, it just adds like a almost a caricature to him. See, I'm telling you, I don't know. Romantic Smurf. I don't know. <laughs> Papa Smurf. <laughs> Papa uh. Smurf with a sombrero. <laughs> so anyway, he's a, a short man in dark clothing with a really big sombrero. And he rides in on a horse. He's obsessed with braiding, and he's going to steal your girl. See, I find that interesting, too, because in all of the stories, it talks specifically about how his horse or the young woman that he's 
enraptured with is he's putting intricate braids into their hair. Is that similar to some of the vampires we had talked about in earlier episodes about counting sand to keep them out? No, it's part of the curse. Oh, okay. That's so once... The curse is woven. Yeah, so he shows up, he'll he'll show up in your town, okay? And you'll hear him serenading around, you know, during the night. See? Romantic. But it, it it's almost, to me, it kind of gave the impression of, like, the way a siren would affect a sailor. Still romantic. <laughs> so the, the young woman would hear the serenading and be lured outside... And if she catches the attention of El Sombrerón, he likes young women with long hair, he will braid their hair. And that's basically him attaching to them. Mm, okay. So uh, that that's a, a key sign of the curse. And what he does is he, he keeps showing up every night and singing and serenading. And the, the victim... They become sleep deprived. They can't sleep at all. And the other thing that uh, kind of is a telltale sign of of him being attached to somebody, and this is kind of random. I don't know where the folklore came up with this or how, but their food will be full of dirt, so they won't eat either. Oh, I had seen that he put soil on their plate so that they cannot eat. I yeah, it's it's. I've even seen that the food becomes dirt. Oh. So there's different okay. there's different iterations of it, but it something there's always something with their food and dirt, which I mean it's real random, you know. But that's another telltale sign of the curse. And what I this is what I think is happening is he is basically an energy vampire. That's what I was fixing to ask. Is he draining life force? That's the way I took it. Now. Like I mentioned earlier, the whole like theme of the boogeyman is there's no clear answer. It never says like, "Hey, he's sucking their light force," or anything like that. It just, all the legend says is they can't sleep; they become sleep deprived and hungry because they can't eat. Hmm. And they waste but, away. And they waste away. But just with my experience of researching other monsters, I that's just how I connected the dots. Like, oh, he's draining their life force mm -hmm. some legends say especially uh you know a, a large portion of latin america is heavily catholic influenced mm -hmm. so a lot of legends say that he is the devil himself but yeah i i think he's i think he's draining the life force and as long as that as long as he's attached to that person i think he will drain until they basically wither away until nothing hmm and they are kind of in a trance-like state that whole time? I think so. Like, they don't, they're not really aware of what's happening or... Well, definitely when he's, like, around, they aren't. Mm -hmm. I think that it gets to the point where they just don't have any energy and, you know, they... It's not that they're not aware, they just are kind of zombie-like, you know? Yeah, Cause yeah. they don't have any energies. I think it's interesting on how you break the curse. Yeah. So the way to break the curse is to cut the braids off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've seen you can just cut them off and the curse is broken. Other times I've seen you have to cut them off and then go wash the braids with holy water. Hmm. That's a good just like, just to be sure. Right. Step. Uh, and I see that more with the tellings that believe him to be the devil. Mm -hmm. But the cutting of the braids off, I think with 
if you don't account for the, the devil explanation, I think he just loses interest because he likes like that's how his whole thing is braiding hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even said that he he will braid the mane and tail of his horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if he can't do that, he'll braid stray dogs. So once you cut your hair off, he's like, mm, I guess I don't care anymore. I just think it's kind of silly. Like, it's spooky and it's scary and everything, but also, out of all of the terrible things that the devil could do to you, and he's going to braid your hair. Well, yeah, so... I get it. I mean, I understand the weaving of a curse and all of that. It just... It could be so much worse. (laughs) I think it's actually a warning to young women to basically be careful who your romantic partner Mm -hmm. is, because they might seem very charismatic at first but that doesn't romantic but that doesn't mean they stay that way you know yeah so i think that's the main point of the story because it's specifically young women that he's targeting right yes also i think it's being outside of that culture i mean uh, we do live in texas so we do have a lot of hispanic and latin culture in our own culture, mm-hmm. but he's from a little bit further south. Mm-hmm. Like he's down, he centers around mostly Guatemala and then I think southern Mexico. But down there, he is like as big of a um, a boogeyman as La Llorona. Okay. So the the closer you get down to where the legend is, the more I guess real the threat seems. You know that makes sense. There are lots of supposed sightings. On TikTok, too, if you want to look them up. Yeah. And there's also a movie. Ah. Yeah. I'm uh, glad I skipped out on that one. So there's a movie and a short film. I could not find the short film to watch, which the short film was made in, like, I think 2021. Hmm. So it, it could be cool. I don't know. The movie was made in 1950 and was one of the very first movies ever shot in Guatemala. With, That's a heck of a first movie. With saying that... It definitely felt like watching a movie that was shot in, like, the 20s as opposed to the 50s. It had that real, like, choppy frame rate. Okay, yeah. Almost like the hand crank cameras. Mm -hmm. That's what made it feel like it was made in the 20s. It it looked like they were shooting on older cameras. And that choppy film with the grainy image, that does give it its own kind of spooky twist anyway. It does. It definitely was not Marilyn Monroe. Which, Mm -hmm. that's what I think of when I think of 50s movies. Yeah. But it had that real choppy frame rate and really poor picture quality, but it did have sound. Now, from what I understand, I only watched a little clip of it because, for one, it was in Spanish with Spanish subtitles. So, Mm. uh, I found it on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you could maybe find it somewhere else to watch, but from what I understand, I watched someone talk about it. It does not follow the legend super well. It's like a dramatization. Well, it's more of, he's not so much a boogeyman as he's just a a jerk. Like, he's a uh, human jerk. Gotcha. Um, and it involves a priest somehow. So, <laughs> like, it, it's not super close to an actual folk, folklore legend. It just kind of borrows the name i think yeah so if you want to watch it it's out there on youtube especially if you can speak spanish 
YouTube will translate this the subtitles for you, but it's not super accurate, and it's I think they are not timed well with the actual like speaking because it has to translate it, so it's like behind, you know. Oh yeah, that makes it kind of hard. Yeah, so it's out there if you want to watch it. I watched like two seconds of it. The next one I want to talk about is the hi hat. So the hi hat comes from a combination of different Native American cultures, mostly around the Seneca Reservation, but I think a lot of Algonquin also have stories about a similar creature. Where are those tribes located? Western New York. Oh, okay. And, and and this one is very regional. Like, it's it's a New York cryptid, is what it is. That's cool. So basically, he lives in the marshes in New York. I feel like I didn't realize New York had marshes. I know. It's weird to think about um, because when I think of marsh, I think of like swamp, which would be like more hot environments, you know? Yeah, humid. But yeah, there's marshes in uh, New York. There's big ones in New Jersey where near where... um, the was it the pine barrows that's so weird to me yeah well it's like whenever we were driving into florida i expected all palm trees and it was all pine trees yeah so he's real tall and lanky almost slender man-esque okay and he wears a top hat and has big giant sharp teeth naturally and is rumored to be a cannibal oh see that's what i'm talking about that is something to be scared about Not braids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he just stands in the forest menacingly. Menacingly. But he was hard to find very much information about. I couldn't find basically anything. I found like one article that was a, it was almost like a tourist site for New York. Mm -hmm. Just talking about New York cryptids. And he had like three paragraphs. Hmm. That was pretty much all I could find. Um, I believe that he's mainly a part of the like i said the indigenous cultures mm-hmm. to the point that the non-indigenous population i don't think believed it until i f- i saw in the 60s there was some construction project going on in the area and several of the construction workers have reported to have seen it Ooh, okay. and um the the locals call him abraham lincoln because of the oh my gosh they call him lincoln because of the top hat I mean, that makes sense. It's probably what I'd call him, too. Maybe. Maybe. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, I knew you were going to go there. Got bit and turned. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sharp teeth came from. Mm-hmm. So it's actually Vampire Abraham Lincoln. Case closed. Case closed. You're welcome. <laughs> We've solved it. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> they just needed to watch a movie. Yeah. And everyone knows that movie is straight up historical record. Obviously. <laughs> the third one I wanted to talk to talk about is probably the like most pop culture relevant. Yes. I definitely I I knew about this one just There's tons of stories. There's a whole subreddit about mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. And that's Hatman. And he's going to fall into the sleep paralysis category also. Yeah. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about him to like throw back to what build on our knowledge base. We've already learned together. Mm-hmm. Hatman is just a shadowy figure 
in a wide-brimmed, almost Van Helsing-style hat, and is most commonly associated with night terrors and sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting that everybody that has experienced it, it's always the same type of figure. Like, ex- exactly. Exactly. Like, if it is sleep paralysis related, wouldn't it be kind of tailored to whoever that person is? Not all the same image? How do we all have the same right. image? Right. I could see it being a product of, like, you know, we all draw from the same internet pop culture mm-hmm. and a big internet kind of cartoony meme is the plague doctor mm-hmm. he looks like the plague doctor to me you just can't see the beak of his mask because he's all shadow um, what if it's death 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 if it is <laughs> he's dressed very stylishly i mean he fits the bill <laughs> that was bad <laughs> but yeah he always shows up in night terrors and stuff and then what you were watching one that's reported someone seeing him in like broad daylight which i thought was yes so if you see him in the daylight things are fixing to get wild for you i have seen that he's a bad omen Mm -hmm. almost like um like when you see him within the next year or two expect something bad to happen Mm -hmm. Uh, a death in the family sickness something like crazy bad also it is linked to benadryl use which there's a lot of there's a lot more information coming out about Benadryl supposedly not being great for us anyway, but it starts to trigger the night or the hat man images for you. Now, knock on wood, Benadryl has never caused any nightmares for me, but melatonin has. Yes, like melatonin I stopped for using sure. Melatonin mm-hmm. over the weird dreams I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could totally see that. But again, with my question of what does the boogeyman do, there's no reports of him actually doing anything. Mm -mm. He stands at the end of your bed and watches. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's been reported that he gets really close and like in your bubble to watch you, but he still doesn't touch you. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's kind of the same with the hi-hat. I couldn't find any reports of him actually doing anything. Mm -hmm. He just shows up. He's there menacingly, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's no like actual personal encounters. He's just almost in the background. And isn't that the scariest story of all? Dun, dun, dun. Because what scares people more than anything than the unknown? Okay, Mr. Lovecraft. Well, for real, though, because. Yeah. You have all this anxiety because people are terrified of this guy. Yeah. Which. I don't want anybody standing at the end of my bed either. So I, I one explanation I saw for him is that he's a shadow person, which shadow people already scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Like to the point that on other podcasts, I will skip the shadow person episode. Just from personal experience. Uh-huh. And being uncomfortable around it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. So I'll just skip it. But when did you have your first shadow person experience? Because I, I grew up with stuff. So it is kind of foreign to me to have lived all of these years without anything happening. And then it happens. Yeah. 
I guess I've always kind of just associated them with the the sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you had also seen them at your friend's house from when we first got together. I knew there were some there, but I never saw them. I did. You were there a lot more than I was, but I for sure did. So the, the little boy of that friend was always telling stories about them. Well, that's why you're creeped out about it. Little kids telling scary stories. That's not natural. It just makes it creepy yeah. inherently. <laughs> so, no, I never saw any there, but I've seen them in my own sleep paralysis stuff. And okay. Then, and then whatever the one in our old house was, which Ugh. that one was mean. I don't think that was a shadow person. But that's what it, that's how it manifested. Yeah. Ish. Ugh. Ugh. Is there a specific area from where the hat man origin comes from or is it just kind of all over i think it's all over and i don't know that it has an origin it's almost like the fictional explanation for slenderman because we know where the the real world origin for slenderman is it's an internet meme right but the fictional origin is he's just always existed everywhere and i think that's kind of the same for Hatman. he shows up i think people have hatman sightings all over the world what if he's time because they talk about him being a bad omen and you're you're fixing to have this death or this really intense illness what if it is a physical manifestation of your time running out that's why he doesn't do anything that's why he's death that's why he's death and what if that's what happens when he gets closer to you in proximity Stop. What if that's your time running out? <gasps> I don't like that at all. I mean, you got any other explanation? No, or? but I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> that's the point. Oh. And the unknown. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time we put a cap on this conversation. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> a nightcap? <laughs> Uh, I was thinking more like a wide brim cap. Oh, okay. Yeah, take your pick. Whatever. <laughs> that was that was the other theme. They all wear big hats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> the goblins would be so proud of you for doing matchies. <laughs> uh, so thank you all for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure you're checking out our merch store. Um, you can, the easiest way to get to it is to go to our Facebook or Instagram and click on the link in the description or the bio or whatever they're called on whatever platform. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll send you to our link tree where you can download our podcast and also check out our merch store and our other social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And we also have an email address. It is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. If you've ever encountered the hat man... Send us an email and tell us about it. I don't, Any of your spooky yeah, stories. I want to hear it. I want to hear all the spooky stories at a reasonable time during the day. <laughs> With enough time to watch Bob Burgers <laughs> afterwards. Exactly. Uh, so thank you all again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye guys. <laughs>